Richard, what's happening, my bro? I'm good, bro. Yeah, man, welcome to Too Much Information. Pleasure, bro. Really appreciate you doing this. Um, I've been looking forward to this for a while. Um, a lot of the time, a lot, I've had other ideas for other kind of platforms and whatever and I've always had in my mind that I wanted to mm. sit down with you and reason with you yeah. um, pick your brain on stuff um, the good thing about this is that I may be going to find out a bit more about you as a person yeah. which really interests me um, so yeah once again thank you for doing this no problem, How I usually start is I start early. Yeah. So, where, how, who? So, who were you raised with? Where were you raised? Um, were you raised in the house? Mum, dad? How was how was your how was the setup? My setup was kind of conventional, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I grew up in Northwest London. Okay. So I'm originally from Housden. Okay. Housden. Um, two older brothers, older yeah. sister, little sister came later on. Dad's a military man. So oh. very strict, like proper. Right. We wake up at all seven hundred hours doing press ups. It's one of those ones. Yeah. Very OCD. Have to iron, iron your clothes. Do this and do that. He was very disciplined. Okay. So there was no room for error growing up. Okay. So um, growing up in the eighties, I'm a little bit older. You growing up in the eighties yeah. was in, in an estate in Harlesden called Roundwood Estate. Mm -hmm. It's kind of rough. Okay. So you had to learn your your wits early or you're okay. eating alive basically yeah, yeah, yeah. the other ones like uh -huh. and there weren't that much Africans there I can so, imagine so I, I got a lot of racial I can imagine abuse because you're Ghanaian right I'm Ghanaian exactly yeah. and uh, a lot of the Caribbeans I can yeah. yeah like then it was like a divide proper divide like yeah. you boo boo you this you know yeah. I'm like wow why do they hate me so much yeah. you know what I mean yeah. but it was just Propaganda that was shown to them that you didn't know any better. Of course. So as we as time went on, started mm -hmm. rolling, started getting to okay. understand each other, and then everybody got along. Okay. And it was even a thing of oh, he's African or they from the Caribbean. It was yeah. just a thing of everyone's normal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Everyone yeah. who they are. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it was it was a, it was a different time, but okay. it made me who I am. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, All right. So, um, so you talk about your pops. And you talk about the military setup in the house almost. Well the military mindset he had. Yeah. And like so he was he was like wake up at seven. So he's making you wake up at that time and yeah. do those press ups and press that's how all of you was everyone. Press ups. Sisters as well? Nah, not the sisters. The girls are very trained. Okay. Do the home, like okay. wash up and you know, okay. cook, learn how to cook with mum, with yeah. boys, mm -hmm. DIY, watch him when he's doing stuff. He's very much focused on giving us our roles. As, so when we grow up as men, we know what to do. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. how he was. Right. Okay, so obviously, the elephant in the room, you're a wham. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah, a big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that where it started? That's where it started. So, That's where it started. So you've obviously started from how, how young we talking when you're doing the press-ups and that? So I started doing press-ups from about seven, seven, eight. Wow. Seven, okay. eight years old doing press-ups and that. And I was very sporty anyway. Okay. So... When it kind of evolved into sports, so I, when I when I got into school, mm. I was naturally a fast runner, like okay. 100 meters breaking records. Okay. So uh, when I got secondary school, I yeah. started doing um, sports like like proper like running for clubs. Okay. So um, on, it was like a, we had a school championships. You know, like how 
you don't might have a school championship yeah, 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 in Enfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my borough was Brent. Okay. So I was the Brent champion for my age, okay. 100 meters. Okay. So um, all that training came into that. Yeah. So when I won the Brent Championships, they were like, uh, there was a coach there and he said, oh, why don't you come around for us? We, we train in um, Wilson Sports Centre. Okay. Wilson Sports Centre led on yeah. to racing on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Crystal Palace against other boroughs, Dulwich Harriers and stuff like that. Okay. Racing against them and I started getting into that. And that was quite a progressive thing, but... I didn't really, really get the push to carry on. Because um, in those days, African background, you must study your books. Okay. There's no sports. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah, are you yeah, doing yeah. sports? There's no money yeah. in sports. Hobbies. It's, like it's, it's seen a, as a hobby rather than it could be a, a, it could career. Be a career path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I kind of easily got swayed off from that. Okay. I kind of stuck, tried to stick with my books. But what I didn't realise, mm. I was dyslexic. Okay. So my attention span. Okay. Couldn't do certain things in class. And I yeah. was wild out. Get okay. suspended. Okay. Fighting, right. banking off school because right. I weren't getting yeah, yeah, yeah. the support that you needed at the time. Weren't getting no support. Makes sense. Weren't getting any support. Mm -hmm. I'll go into, go into school and I'm sitting there and I'll just like just get mad and I'll just start, start just throwing cheers. Mm. I'm, just, I'm so pissed off because I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. Yeah. Everybody else is getting it. Saying, yeah, it's easy. That's easy. I'm like, no, it ain't. That ain't yeah. easy. But if you put your hand up, you think you're thick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because people are going to be like, don't you get that? Don't yeah. you get that? Yeah. No, I don't get it. That's mad frustrating, boy. Proper. Mad Proper frustrating. He was frustrated, not going to lie. That's the, yeah. yeah. Um, Because luckily, for, like as I say, luckily for me, that's not something I've had to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's actually something that I thought about before, and I've even, on my socials and that before, I posted something, where I was saying something like, see, when I was younger, mm. I would like, I thought that me, like be, reading being easy for me and like books not scaring me, made, almost kind of built my, not ego, but just gave me a set sense of confidence yeah. Yeah, that yeah, certain yeah, things. Yeah, but then what I've clocked now, when I went to go study at uni and that, where I can regurgitate information, mm. but I don't, what I find is that you see when people, whether they're dyslexic, whether they just generally struggle with yeah. like, getting into books and stuff, yeah. those people, if, they ha if they're in a situation where they have to, like they're studying for a degree or whatever, yeah. when they go in, they will read over something, make sure it goes in. Over Once it's in, it's yeah. in. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, to me, is true intelligence. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. you actually learn stuff. Yeah. You see? Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah, I digress. But, all right, so you... Um, so, you, okay, so you... Now you, you don't do the sport, family's kind of saying, get into your books. You, you're like almost the books ain't appealing to you yeah. apart from maybe that you want to kind of I don't know appease your family or yeah, appease your yeah. how important was that you kind Proper, of like um, yeah did you did you feel that pressure proper pressure and my, my my older brothers are academic okay. so when you when you're directly under academic the yeah. pressure yeah. is like I can't keep up with that you yeah. know what I mean I can't keep up with that so yeah. it was that's when I started to mm -hmm. Going to the street life. Okay. That's and what, what age are you talking there? 16. Okay. 16. Right. And this is still in Northwest? This is in Northwest, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did my GCSEs. Got four GCSEs between A and C. Then I went and did a GMVQ. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember that yeah. GMVQ. I did, yeah. that. I did that in um, Business and Finance. Yeah. 
that I did um, leisure and tourism, did advanced leisure and tourism. So you see, there was no guidance. So I went from there to there, yeah. completely nothing to do with what yeah, I ended yeah, up yeah, doing. Yeah. But um, when I did that, mm -hmm. I was still moonlighting. Okay. Moonlight in my life. I yeah. was doing studying, but then I was doing my life of crime. Okay. You know, burglaries, all sorts. Okay. But it was the people I used to roll with. Mm -hmm. Sort of like a sense of fitting in. Yeah. Felt belonged. You know mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say? So how important was that feeling? So did you feel was it was it the feeling of early on when, you know, there was that kind of conflict between the Africans and the Caribbeans? Yeah. Was it that that made you feel like you wanted to fit in? Or yeah. was it Definitely. maybe that was it that you've seen in your family environment, like there's a lot of academics in there. Mm -hmm. You're kind of not in that mode. Yeah, yeah. So almost like you can kind of, you can, I can kind of be what they expect. Yeah. yeah. Out there on the road. Yeah. It was kind of a bit, a bit of both. Yeah. A bit of both. It was yeah. like these are academics, but I don't really feel like I fit in. Mm -hmm. But when I'm on the road, I fit in with these. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these are these feel like my people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel comfortable. Yeah. So that's what it was at that time. And then mm -hmm. when I started rolling and doing things, making a bit of money. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah. But yeah. Also, I'm, I'm studying, mm -hmm. but just to keep the family piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. That's how it was. That's how it was. I was balancing it. So I'm like, when I'm outside, I'm different, different. Different. When I get home, I was like, yeah, school, college was fine. Well, you know, I knew how to play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay, so how long did you how long did you get away with that for? Went to jail at 17. You okay. Offenders. I went to a place called Red and Ramond. Okay. Um, what was that for? If you can say, well, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's no problem. So it was basically robberies, okay. robbing people on trains. Okay. And, um, caught up with us, just caught up. Yeah. And um, I remember it was the middle of Euro '96. Okay. Yeah, that's how old I am. Euro '96. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was you look for, like, man, talking about? Yeah. No, no. It's basically um, train on the trains. There's some robberies on the okay. train, and, uh, and um, went to one um, fair, Beckin thought. Okay. I just went up there and just did the cold on man. Just yeah. went up there. How many of you were just How many? About eight of us. Okay. About eight of us from London came down. Yeah. Out of the manor. Old school. There. Old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Went down there, yeah. since you got there. You know, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then yeah. um, when, did their when we did our thing, got mm -hmm. down with these girls down there, so we're going to come a couple of girls, mm -hmm. Bank Holiday Monday. Never right. forget May Day, Bank Holiday Monday, mm -hmm. 96. Got off the, got on the train from Enon Broadway all the way up to High Wycombe. Got off the train. As soon as we got on the train off the train, we had us. Got British Transport Police had already been videoing yeah. us, surveilling us, knowing okay, they've been doing it on the trains and most times you come back to the scene of the crime if you've gotten away with it. So they knew that we were there. So they basically took us in and had us straight away. Had enough evidence, and I was there for about three months. Okay. Then for three months, ID parade, no one came. Mm -hmm. So I bust the case basically. I was okay. Lucky. Yeah, yeah, lucky. yeah. Because we were looking wow. Yeah. We were looking wild. Yeah. And um, that was kind of like a wake up, like cool a wake up call for a while. Okay. For a while. Okay. While. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so now what are you? What are you like? 17, 16? How old are you? Seventeen at that time, going on eighteen. Okay. So. So you, you kind of caught you, it kind of scared you for a little bit maybe or scared the, the, for a little bit. What, how did your how did your family react? First boy to go to jail. Yeah. My family. Yeah. Bro, bro. 
being African. Yeah. We, you know, I couldn't. <laughs> just the silence was enough. You yeah, know, yeah, it was just yeah, the yeah. silence of the disappointment. Disappointment. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was the thing that got me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't I couldn't help myself. I was now addicted yeah. to that side of life. Yeah. You know, and I just couldn't help it. Even though I, I tried to stay away from my friends, mm-hmm. just put on a curfew. Still, just those times there was no tags. They just yeah. said you can't go out after seven. Mm-hmm. You could go out. Don't hang out with your boys. You'd still associate with them. Mm-hmm. You'd still affiliate with them. But yeah. you know, you just it, it was appealing. You know, because yeah. I felt I felt I felt like I belonged. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. a lesson later on. Where did your life go from there? So from there, yeah. Um, eighteen, got, yeah, eighteen. Was the case. Mm. Then um, I was rolling with uh, some other guys from West. Okay. And we used to do a lot of business together and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Other stuff that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I owed someone some money. Okay. And me, I'm like, I'm not paying you. Uh, gotta say, when I look back on it, it was my ignorance. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 I was like, I'm, I don't feel like I need to pay you this because you've given me something that I don't feel is good quality, so I'm gonna pay for. Mm-hmm. So um, desperate times call for desperate measures, and um, he stabbed me right. four times. Four times. Four times. Stomach. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember seeing. Yeah, th- yeah, 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 yeah. And then two here, and then one in the back. Almost died. I was at yeah. college. Wow. Yeah. So. I remember seeing. Uh, I remember seeing this, this one on the stomach. Yeah, I presume yeah, that. Yeah. I always assume that's probably from my operation. Yeah, yeah. And all of that sort of stuff. I didn't yeah. know. Like, so he yeah. probably tried to do you in. Yeah, he tried to do me in. Man. Tried to do me in. Mm-hmm. I was eighteen at the time. Yeah. It it looks worse than it was. I was only I was in hospital for about eight days. Okay. Luckily, nothing really got an artery. Okay. I just when he stabbed me, I bled like a tap. Just, just came yeah. out. Yeah. But my stomach, I remember seeing it, and it looked like you know, like when you blow a bubble gum, like bubble. Yeah. That's my abdomen inflamed out of my stomach. Wow. So that's what that's what the yeah. damage was. But luckily, it never pierced it. Okay. Or I could be here now. Wow. Yeah. 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 At this time, how, how serious are you taking the training at this time? Just out of curiosity. Falling off, just not doing it. Yeah. Just not doing it at all. My mm-hmm. focus weren't there at okay. all. And then um, when that situation arose... Are you still living in your parents' house? Yeah, still living in my parents' house, but I felt like I was suffocated. Okay. Didn't feel like I could be myself. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I got... That's where I came to North London, met a girl. Okay. Started seeing her. Mm-hmm. I like North. I like North. North. Yeah. No one knows me up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have a new start. This is when I was 19. I'm 19 mm-hmm. now, fresh start. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is after the stabbing. It's after the stabbing. So how did how was that recovery? He's only in hospital for eight days, but yeah, I presume you weren't just afterwards just cool. Nah, it was still it was the convalescent stage was quite deep, so I had to do some therapy on my arms just okay. to build up my arms. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I couldn't do no weights, nothing, because Obviously, had stitches around here, yeah. stitches here. Yeah. So, the, so the recovery stage was probably about six months. Okay. Six months after. Yeah. Okay. So you met this girl. So this is like what first love situation. First Before love. that, you kind of maybe just out here. So now this is like you moved from yeah. to a whole different end. Yeah. So you're kind of now you're invested even. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, exactly. so what was that like? Different. It's exciting. Mm. It's exciting. It's like. Yeah. 
new uh, new people, mm-hmm. um, chance to start fresh. Yeah. So um, yeah, moved moved up here, and then um, she got then she told me she's gonna, I'm gonna be a dad. I'm 19. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad at 19, gotta get my, gotta get my shit together. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just started to went, went back into studying. Okay. And then I uh, did an access course at Enfield, Enfield College. Mm-hmm. I did that just before I moved into the foyer. Wow. I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And did that, and then I got offered a place at um, University of um, North London, okay. which is um, Holloway. Okay. But now it's Metropolitan. Metropolitan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I did. Um, uh, First year I did computing because back then everyone was like, "Oh, you can get a job in computing." Mm-hmm. But again, to appease my my people, I did that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my love, right? So I did a foundation year, and halfway through the foundation year, it's not for me. So I went into sports, I did sports science. Okay. Bro, probably one of the best things I've ever done. Loved it, loved it. The physio side, the training side, and it went hand in hand with what I was doing, with what I loved training. Mm-hmm. So um, did that. Got a two, got two two. And um, that took me up to when I was about what, graduating, I'm about 23, 23. Okay. Yeah. So these times, so so when I met you back in them days, there, yeah. you you was either in the process of doing that or mm. that whole time you'd kind of done that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was in the process of having my daughter, mm-hmm. and that's a cliche, but mm-hmm. that really did change my life. Yeah. My big, my oldest daughter, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay. So now you um, you get your degree. Sports, you kind of almost, even though you you knew you enjoyed training, yeah, yeah. now you kind of know that maybe this is what you want to do with your, with this direction your life, you want your life to go. Mm-hmm. You've invested a lot of time, money, yeah. all of this stuff. So now, what's what's the next step? Are you are you personal training or mm-hmm. is that what you're doing? Yes. Yeah, so that's so basically I was doing that. Mm-hmm. I just I basically I did um, physio, did a yeah. bit of physio for. Um, NHS, NHS places, okay. NHS um, counselling, mm. councils and stuff like that. I did mm. that and go to hospitals and freelance. I did placements there as well. Okay. And I didn't, didn't enjoy that. It wasn't something that yeah. I enjoyed doing because of the mm-hmm. hours and I wanted more flexibility. Yeah. So um, I heard about this thing called personal training. Mm-hmm. This was 2005, 2005, oh, mm-hmm. 2005 and um, I did a course um, and um, with uh, YMCA, mm-hmm. so I did a gym instructor course, level level two, okay. and I did a personal trainer course, level three. So mm-hmm. you have to do the gym instructor one first, then yeah. level three. Right. So I did that, and then um, started started basically looking for work, and I found work easy in um, David Lloyd's. Okay. Yeah. No, sorry, Fitness First in Finchley was my first level one personal okay. training job, and it was all right there. It was mm-hmm. all right, but um, I felt like I, I felt like I could have done better. I could get more more clientele. Yeah. So I left it. I went David Lloyd's, mm-hmm. and I went David Lloyd's in Enfield. I was there for about maybe six, seven months. Again, it was okay, but I felt like I could do better. So I was mm-hmm. thinking of, of ways how to improve my personal training okay. and get to another level.
like the whole daughter situation now. So, yeah. so you're you obviously you found your passion now, as in work career wise. Yeah, yeah. What's what's going on on the other side, as in daughter, yeah, yeah. mom, her mom, all of that sort of stuff. Daughter, yeah, that that wake up call to grow up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I got I got a daughter, I got a life. It depends on me. So yeah. she made me grow up a lot. Mm-hmm. Her mum had sickle cell, so mm-hmm. her mum was always ill, always, always ill. Mm-hmm. There'd be periods where she was quite healthy, but then most periods would never, you, you should be in, in and out of hospital. So again, that was a bit of a thing of, yeah. I've got to look after my daughter, study, work. A couple of times I had to leave jobs, mm-hmm. so because my daughter's mum was always in hospital, so yeah. I had to always be there for my daughter, mm-hmm. hustle on the side. Yeah. Just to keep my just to keep yeah, things going. Roof over the head, food over, the cupboard, exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So I had to do what I had to do. Um but when I first met her, you never know. She I didn't know what sickle cell was. This yeah, is another yeah. thing that wasn't aware. Sickle cell awareness wasn't that great back then. Yeah. So I thought sickle cell, what's that? You just mm-hmm. get headaches or you know Yeah. Is it serious? But I didn't know how serious it was until as like, as we got older, mm-hmm. her health deteriorated each and every time. What sort, of, what sort of period are we talking in? So, I knew her for 13 years. So let's say between 20 to 32, she went from being able to run, walk, skip, to, to walking on a crutch and not being able to bend her legs. Wow. To having full-time carers and caring for her towards her dying days. That's how bad it was. Okay. That's how bad, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All from sickle cell? All from sickle cell. See, I wouldn't even know that. Yeah, sickle cell should... Sickle cell is not really spoken about in the black community. I think it should be mm-hmm. because sickle cell awareness is so important. That's why, like, I don't know, because you're, you're going to be, you're expecting. Yeah. So the thing they ask you if you're a sickle cell yeah. trait or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So important because two carriers have a sickle child, a sickle child's lifespan is not very long, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad that they check out people and see. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so that means what your daughter is a carries yeah trait. carries the yeah, tree. Yeah. So then it's obviously it's important for her to be aware of that when yeah, she's yeah. moving through life. Yeah. Right, that's, um, so yeah, you, so she passed. Yeah. So your daughter's mum passed. Yeah. How how did you deal with that? How was that? Well, that was hard man. That was hard. Very, very hard. Mm. It was um because I, I was personal training in, in St Paul's. Okay. Good place, good position, mm. good clientele, good money. Mm. And then I've got a little girl who's 11 years old who's just lost her mum. How am I going to deal with this? Yeah. I had to balance out certain things. Work-life balance. Mm-hmm. She goes to school between 8 and 3.30. I can only work at those hours because I'm going to make sure I'm home yeah. to feed her, to feed her mm-hmm. make sure she's doing her homework, make sure she's, she's living properly. Yeah. You know, when she needs all that support as well. She needs her mum just died, and that's why it's, it's, it's a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was tough. So I had a little bit of a hiatus from 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 everything. Then yeah. I was just concentrating on my daughter, my daughter for that for, that, for those two years. Mm-hmm. I had to really just say, you know what, kind of secluding myself from everything. I got to just raise this girl right mm-hmm. because I had problems. Her, her family, the, my my ex's family, wanted to take her to Ghana. And I was like, my, my daughter's not going on. My daughter's staying here with me. Yeah. To fight for her to stay with me. Yeah. So, yeah. What like through the courts and that, or just no, literally, just, just literally like, just like letting them know like yeah, she's not going. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You're a man. You can't raise a girl. Yeah. But I was like, it's the same thing. You you can say about that about that with a woman raising a raising a boy. You can say the same thing. Man, society. How? Why is that fear? 
So give me this chance, my daughter, she knows me, I'm gonna raise her to be the best she can. Definitely commend that. That's um, that's an underrepresented narrative 100%. of fathers that do, even if they're not doing it by themselves. Cause that's rare mm-hmm. that a father's in a situation where they can do it by themselves, even yeah. if they wanted to. But just a father kind of stepping stepping up to the responsibility and doing the best job they can. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Um, so yeah, salute to that. Yeah. All right, let's. So children then, how was the process of you kind of, I don't know, I presume the rest of your family had some input when you yeah. was raising your daughter yeah, yeah. By, by yourself mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that process? Because the reason I asked, because I had I done an episode a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. with um, yeah, an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. She was raised by a single dad as well, mm-hmm. single black dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It was very interesting to hear her analysis of it, of like almost the same way that we're like, as you said, like a a boy child raised by a single mother, yeah. kind of appreciates everything that is done yeah. and sees all the benefits, but also notices there's things that there's not there's stuff that you just wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. Like for her, it was the kind of you know like the feminine times and yeah, like just those kind of things and maybe the emotional side and the little things that kind of um, come from that feminine energy generally. Um, how did you find, did you find yourself um, almost, but that you, there was things that she needed that you couldn't provide? Yeah, definitely. Um, the aspect of um, turning from a little girl yeah. to a teenager to a woman mm-hmm. very difficult process between the ages of 13 to mm. 16 was a nightmare with me and her okay. and battling that loggerheads okay. her hormones not understanding she needs her mum mm-hmm. there's certain things she needs mum's input my sisters come in handy there but my sisters aren't local they live in different parts of London mm-hmm. so um, my, um, my, my wife at the time she was helpful. She was good in that respect. She helped out, mm-hmm. but there was only so much she could do because my daughter wasn't really responsive towards her. Yeah, because she's yeah. not, not her mum. It's not her mum. So <laughs> certain things. What can you tell me? You're not my mum. You yeah. know, it was a bit yeah. like that, and it was a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. So I tried to incorporate being a bit less masculine around her and mm-hmm. watch tutorials on makeup. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Learn, we'll do cooking together. We'll make some jollof together. Yeah. You know, we'll learn to cook together. We'll do stuff together. Mm-hmm. And I found that that was very helpful mm-hmm. towards her. And she was very um, comfortable in talking to me about stuff. Very, okay. very comfortable, very open. And um, yeah, now she tells me everything. I'm like, okay, that's That's very important. I yeah, think that's yeah. very important. Yeah, she tells me everything. And I used to tell her from an early age, if you can't tell me, you can't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. So always tell me something. I'm, I may be mad, but I'm, I'm only human. Let me be mad. But then once I processed it, I'll have an understanding, and I can talk to you, and we can, un- we can work together. Uh-huh. And once she got that trust from me, because it's trust, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a trust. She, mm-hmm. she didn't really trust. If I, if I told Dad this, he might flip. But if I don't flip, she knows that she can come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important. I think. Yeah. I think it's a, a really important um, really important relationship yeah 
people is that daughter and father relationship. Mm. Um, and that's almost that, like, like it's kind of a cliche what they say, but it is kind of like the blueprint yeah. of how they, the what treatment they, they accept. Yes. Is how that's I would, is how I would, is how I would kind of, um, mm. yeah, verbalize it. Like, yeah. the, that's your, 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 like, you're the benchmark. Mm. Um, who, who knows whether it's, I don't know, necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily just like physically or aesthetically or, but mm. I think definitely the, the kind of, the energy. Yeah. And yeah. the, the characteristics. So like you say, there's that discipline and I feel like, even when I was talking to the same, um, Justine a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, she was saying because I was asking her like how how has the relationship that you got with your father impacted your relationship with kind of guys that you yeah. ended up with? And she was saying that it's kind of like she doesn't she can't tolerate the whinging. Mm. I think she didn't use the word whinging, but that's how I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like it's like almost like the guys that like her dad literally was dealt a situation and just got on with it. Yeah. And like. He weren't moaning to her, like he was just, he just got on with it. Yeah. Like he was, he was hard and obviously they had their issues or whatever, but it was just, she can't deal with a man that is moaning and whining and complaining rather than making stuff happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes it alpha male, alpha male. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, is, is that something that you think your daughter would kind of, if he was, if she, if he was to ask her, we talk about it all the time. Okay. We talk funny that you mentioned that. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. She says she don't want anyone under six foot. <laughs> I'm like, she says, Dad, you're the benchmark. She always says it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of even aesthetically, even everything. Okay. She looks at like, I, I, I take my I, I take my daughter out. Not as much as we used to because she works now. Mm-hmm. But we have a thing called date night. I used to take, and my, I've got another daughter as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll take my girls, mm-hmm. go, and I'll mm-hmm. take them on dates. Say, you know, what do you guys want to eat today? We'll go to a restaurant, we'll go to the banking, we'll green, yeah. we'll go on Nando's, we'll go to Wagamama, I'll take them places. We'll go to the museum, I'll take them places to, to make them see the value of spending time with a man mm-hmm. and how they should be treated. Mm-hmm. And um, my big daughter, she's gotten older, she's realised that there's certain things that my dad treat me like this, I'm not going to accept anybody treating me any less. Yeah. You know what I mean? My dad always said to me, yeah, you That's know. powerful, yeah. Yeah, like, Look at how a man treats. Look at how he treats himself. If he treat, if he's got respect for himself. He's gonna have respect for you. You know what I mean? And how he talks to you, how he dresses you. You know, I've always told my daughter, if a guy's gonna not respect you, how he talks to you, mm-hmm. he's already shown me who he is. So don't expect any different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you know, she's seen that. So it's, it's, I think it's important as well. That's that's why I think um, that relationship's so important. Yeah. Because yeah. as a man, you can put your daughter up on game. So now when we talk about kind of fathers that run from their responsibility, and obviously that's not always the case. Sometimes obviously there's other situations, maybe it's the the mother or whatever, but specifically talking about fathers that run from responsibility for the sake of not wanting to be responsible, How do you, what do you, what's your thoughts on those particular individuals? Because we've all, we might not have them yeah. as our best friend that comes around for dinner every day, yeah. but we all know people 
in that category. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. when you when you characterize them, how do you how how would you analyze that person? I don't think they, the probably thing is the thing that I can put best put is they probably mm-hmm. haven't had the example of how okay. to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. They might not have had that relationship to see the importance of mm-hmm. having a male role model in whether it's a boy or a girl's life. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the time, some men maybe it might be economical reasons yeah. or just that selfish reasons, they just don't want to get involved. Mm. And for, for me, yes, your children need that male role model. They need mm. that because it's, a, it's that foundation that kind of makes you around, round you off as an individual. Mm-hmm. Not saying people can't be rounded without it. I know, yeah. I yeah, you. but I hear you. It's, it's like, I saw the best description I heard, right, was, um, I don't know who it was, man. It might have been Chris Rock or someone. Mm. He was talking about, um, you know, like, women that say, I don't need no man. I can raise my kid by myself. Mm. Da, 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 da. And he was like, yeah, fair enough. You probably, you, you can. But, like, you can drive a car with your feet. Yeah. Like, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. But it's still more efficient and better and you're going to have a safer journey yeah. if you drive your car with your hands. Like, yeah. it was designed to be driven. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing. Yeah. Where, um... You know, it's possible to raise yeah. a well-rounded, well-adjusted yeah. child with just one parent. Yeah. But obviously, if it's the choice, you're going to choose to have both yeah. and both have your input and do your thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for two years, you kind of almost put, like you said, your dreams and aspirations kind of on the back burner. Yeah. So now how old are you? What, you're like 30, 30 odd? Yeah, yeah, 32. 30, 32 okay. Yeah. So, so then what happens? How are you, where, where do you, because yeah. I presume you're still training. Still training, still doing the training. Mm-hmm. Still got a few clients here and there that, was, that knew my situation, so they were mm-hmm. kind of flexible. That was keeping me going. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's, here's how things just work in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine said to me, oh, there's a guy in green. Mm-hmm. He's looking for, for guys who've been training so he could co- get them ready for competitions. Because the first competition I did was in 2006. Okay. And I, I won that, Mr. Hercules. I won first time, and I came second in the Starter Tomorrow. So, Starter Tomorrow is a big UK BFF, UK yeah. Bodybuilding Federation. Massive. Mm-hmm. So, I come second in that. So, mm-hmm. I was like, I was feeling myself yeah. like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did all right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I come all right, came, came good. And then mm-hmm. I did, that was 2007, 2006. 2007, I did a, two other shows. I did mm-hmm. an NAC. Mm. in Manchester mm. with my first opens men's class so men's class is like you're competing against other seasoned athletes because the year before I was a, like a new a first timer yeah. so now I'm seasoned now so I came third in my first real show mm-hmm. and I came fourth which I was disappointed with I wanted a first or second yeah. disappointed so I was kind of disheartened from that and then also what happened happened with my daughter's mum so mm. I couldn't really yeah. focus on that so Fast forward to 20, 2011, um, I went to his own gym in Woodgreen. Okay. See this, this, this little little guy. Mm. He's like, oh, looking at me. I said, oh, I heard Najee's looking for someone who wants to do competitions. He looks at me, he goes, oh, you look all right. Okay, cool, can work with you. So he goes, look, um, there's a competition in May that I want mm. you to go for. Mm. So I'll help you get ready and stuff and do this comp. Because mm. competition's expensive, like, to get ready, food, yeah. diets. Everything else, man, it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did it, 
got ready, bro, it's one of the hardest things to do. While I raise a daughter, make sure she's doing the homework. I had to carb deplete, training six, seven days a week. Then the last two weeks, you have to do your cardio on literally no carbs. Literally, you're putting yourself in the wards. Like, literally, you're... Yeah. you're training yeah. yourself down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. sort of percentage body fat are you talking about? I was on about six, six, six 6% body fat. That's my proper... Depleted, bro. Depleted. Um, literally, literally, I'll be, I'll be like, I, I was on the door then. I was doing, I was on the door. Literally, okay. I'll be on the door sleeping because I, I was finished, tired. And how much you weighing these times? These times. So off season is before you do the competition. Yeah. Off season, I was eighteen stone. Mm-hmm. And then on season, you look bigger, but because it's less, less body fat. Yeah. You're actually, you're actually way less, but you're yeah. bigger. Yeah. So I was about sixteen stone, but I look bigger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and how many calories a day you eating when you're five thousand? And that's when you're that's when you're coming down. When I'm coming down. So that's like no carbs, just straight protein. Carbs, and carbs, but, but 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 refined carbs like brown brown rice, sweet okay. potato, okay. Um, yams, okay. Um, plantain, all those sort of refined. Okay. Yeah, but those are the only things you can have as your old, as as your um, carbs. Mm. You can't have anything else like white mm. rice, white potato. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. And you have and your food's measured. And yeah, it's all weights. All weights. So for example. My my um bre- my my meal, my breakfast would be 50, 50 grams of oats, bro. That's nothing. That yeah, that's nothing. nothing. Even for me, bro. not even for me. I'm a big lump myself. But you're a lump below. Butter. So you but imagine, yeah. And you're hungry because obviously. And what was it? How, big, how many meals a day you eating? Sorry, go on. about five meals a day, but you have to space them out. Yeah. But you have to eat them before eight o'clock because your um your car your your um, thing shuts down after after eight. So if right. you start eating after eight, you start. Eating Put it on your belly, yeah. So, um, yeah, bro, I'd have like, so I'll give you an example yeah. oats in the morning, then afterwards will be like sweet potato, like a like one sweet potato, salad, and um, lean mints. That was one meal. Mm-hmm. Then I have 50 grams of, um, of uh, sweet potato again, mm. um, asparagus, mm. chicken breasts, mm. bro, food's plate. No seasoning. Can't put no seasoning because I swear salt makes you carry yeah, whole water carry, and all them exactly, things. Yeah, yeah. That's peak. So <laughs> I did that for twelve weeks. That's mad. We're allowed no juice apart from water. Five liters a day of water. Five liters a day. Five liters a day. Five liters a day. And there's a reason for that because it's like a vacuum effect. The more water you put in you, right. when it comes to dehydrating yourself for the show, you you look more ripped. They, you got to have that defined of being ripped and vascular. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And his veins will pop in and all veins that. Veins pop in So the more water you put in your body, when you do, so alright, that's mad to me. Obviously, there's yeah, there's scientific reasons yeah. why it works or whatever. But um, alright, so it's, describe that process to me before we kind of go back mm. to family ways and oh, okay. yeah. But like the process of being, I don't know, full of water. Full of all of that, and then the competitions, or how long just a week away or whatever. Yeah, is that so how? Yes, yeah, so the week out process is totally different to the twelve, the, the previous twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. So the twelve weeks you do a bulk, you bulk up. Right. So you have like more. more so all the meals that you were eating, that's all bulking up. Meals. That's bulking up. Then when you get to six weeks, mm-hmm. you reduce it, mm-hmm. and then you're now cutting up. So basically, you're becoming more, more vascular, more ripped. Mm-hmm. And after six weeks, you add in the cardio side of things. So you do. On the, on the bike, on the treadmill. Yeah. I had to go for a walk around Edmonton, 45 minutes, 
mm. had to do it had to do it had to do a walk in 45 minutes mm. and burn off a certain amount of calories because that helps with the with the with the ripping getting yeah. ripped process yeah so that last week you're on your um carbon carbon up so basically your carb up meals are are basically condensed meals of 50 grams of rice two pieces of yam and uh, sweet potato and 50 grams of chicken that meal you've got to have that five times a day and this is when you're this is when you're cutting this, this is when you're stripping yeah, yeah yeah so you load up on carbs to yeah. to, 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 to become more ripped yeah to, to become more ripped mm. and then after this and then after that six week process you rip up mm-hmm. but then you got another week we the carb deplete so you're depleting all the carbs okay. out of your body but you're eating little carbs, but you're giving yourself carbs enough not to be flat on stage. Right. Yeah, it's a lot to take. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It sounds, it sounds, um, it definitely sounds like you need, you need support. Yeah. Like you need either someone cooking your meals for you or you need somebody patterning a program for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a lot, it's a lot. uh, The first four shows, Mm. I was all over the place, cheating on my diets, just, and, you are what you put in. If you've got to cheat on your diet and you get on stage and you don't get the first place, mm-hmm. it's because you weren't following mm-hmm. the protocol. Mm-hmm. Now, a few years later, when I did what I was meant to do, I had somebody doing my cook my food. I had somebody doing my diet plan. I had somebody doing my, pro, my, my weight programs. Yeah. You know, I was getting enough sleep. My daughter was cool. I was making sure everything was slotting into place. And I came home on the first and it wasn't even... It wasn't even close. I did it convincingly because yeah. I realized if you're gonna do it, do it properly. For anything in life, if you're gonna mm-hmm. do it, do it properly. Alright. So, do you, do you get money for these things when you win not, these competitions? Not yeah. at that stage. Mm-hmm. So it's like basically just being a rookie. You're building up your ranks. Right. And then um, when you when you win, so I won the the qualifier for the nationals. Okay. So when I did the, when I came first in the qualifiers, mm. I qualified for the British finals, mm-hmm. which was in Manchester in 2012, mm-hmm. and that was crazy, man. One of the best experiences I've ever had, like bodybuilding wise. Yeah. It, it, it's basically like a two-day event. It's like a mini Mr. Olympia. Yeah. You go there and you're seeing people. You're looking at this person sized up the competition. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. You gotta have your A game because it's the best in England. Yeah, yeah. You're you're the you're you're competing against the best bodybuilders in England, not just in your borough, like you've won, I've won in my borough or my or my region. Yeah. It's the best from Southeast England, mm-hmm. the best of Northwest Northwest England, Wales, everyone. Okay. So um I did it at over hundred kilos, which is super heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did it that way. And I was so when you that's what I was just gonna say, like what so over hundred kilos, that's the weight you are when you've literally depleted yourself, yeah, and sucked yeah. yourself dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one hundred and three kilos on the day. That's my one hundred and three kilos. But I really wanted to go under hundred kilos because I would have been the biggest in the smaller class, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was the smallest in the bigger class, yeah. which I I really weren't happy about. But my placing, I get, I came fourth, mm-hmm. fourth out of um, nine people. In a, in a, in a, in the nationals, yeah. which is very good. Apparently, that was good for first time person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I was gutted because on the first event, mm. first day, mm. I had they had me in top three. Top three would have been nice because then I wouldn't have had to qualify for the British again, and I could do it again next year and then win it and be a, and be the British champ, and then start competing at the Olympias. That's the mm. stage you could have got to. Okay. Yeah. So, so then, so what happened? Then? 
So he came fourth, and then that kind of just what the disappointment. He just didn't kind of follow up or disappointment and injuries. Like okay, years of training takes a toll on your body. And yeah. um, my knees, cartilage on my knees were really, really worn. Okay, um, really yeah, yeah, cartilage is bad. And for me to get to that stage, I would have to take a lot of time out to convalesce and get better. And I didn't want to do that because. I started getting into the TV work, the acting work, mm-hmm. and I was getting offers to do adverts, offers to do programs, offers left, right, and center. I couldn't afford to take that time out just to do a competition that's not paying me. Yeah. So I had yeah, to yeah. do the math and think, you know what? Okay. I've got to put the bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. I've had a good run. Yeah. I've always come top four in everything I've done, but thanks, but I'm going to put it, put it to bed now. Okay. Mm. But then you, but you still look like you look. your kind of life now mm. as you sit here because um like I say you, you're still look like obviously we call you 50 but I'm saying yeah, we, yeah. you still look like Richard you understand yeah, yeah, yeah. so what is your so daily what you, so you say you, you plan out your meals yeah, yeah you do all that stuff do you mm. still live that regimented life now quarantine's been a bit different mm-hmm. it's been a bit hard not yeah. being able to get into the gym mm-hmm. and um, maintain certain things I do stuff at home but it's just not the same yeah. but um, pre-quarantine yeah I was regimented train in the morning mm-hmm. have my foods get enough rest train yeah. my clients yeah. and have that lifestyle it's a lifestyle I always say to people training for me is not, a, is not just something I do it's a way of life Training wise, mm-hmm. obviously, maybe you had a little blip when you was younger where you yeah. just said, uh, kind of dropped it out, maybe just doing press ups in your room every yeah, now and then yeah. or whatever. Um, so, but you're still taking it, you must have been taking it proper serious. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not for competition, mm-hmm. you maybe eating not as clean or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, would you say that that discipline come from. Your upbringing? Yeah, definitely my dad. Definitely my dad, 100%. Mm. Like, it's still doing me, like, to be regimented. And that's how I am with my meals. I time my meals. So I'll be like, okay, 9 o'clock I'm having my breakfast. Mm-hmm. 12 o'clock I'm having my second meal. 3 o'clock I'm having my third meal. 6 o'clock I'm having my last meal. And then after 8, I'll probably have some fruits and some, some cashew nuts and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm very strict. And yeah, cause, you know, I want to be the best. You know, I want to be the best. Yeah. I t- I'm competitive when it comes to this bodybuilding thing. I'm competitive. I don't. If I see somebody going to gym and they look good, I'm like, okay. Yeah. But still, I've got to up my game because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. catching me up. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm looking at it like that. Okay. Mm. So you've, have you always been competitive? Always, always. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. from running, mm. from weights, from, yeah. I don't know, being on roads, yeah. whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that something that you instill in your children? Definitely, definitely. Mm. I always tell my kids to 
do your best and be the best at what you can be you know um, mm -hmm. even if you even if you didn't get the first place mm -hmm. once you tried your best yeah. it's always next time where you can improve on and look at what you've done wrong mm -hmm. and say what could you improve on yeah Yeah, I've always thought that if you get like, I don't know, maybe an advert, you'll, you get paid, like it's a long-term payment plan, mm. and or maybe or maybe it's a one-off payment, yeah. and then with like a TV show, like if you're on EastEnders, for example, yeah. um, they would, how, how, yeah, how, is, how, is, how does that work if you're going to become a, mm. I don't know, whether it's an extra, whether you've got a speaking role, whether yeah. you're... However, it works. Is there a difference? <laughs> yeah, pay fee. Yeah, payment, yeah. payment wise. Yeah. yeah. So if you're extra, or just an extra, but mm -hmm. then there's um, walk-ons, which is a bit more like a grade two, and okay. a feature. That's like the main, like you're featuring in the episode. Right. You got your work. You got your script to learn and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So then you get paid on that and on that pay structure. Okay. And you more than like you got a cast for that role. Mm -hmm. When you're an extra, you just an extra like a company like. Let's say, for example, a company called Mad Dog right. call you and say, oh, we need some people in the background, you're an extra. Mm -hmm. Nothing to worry about. But when you're a, a feature, you've got an audition, then you've got a contract, yeah. and then they tell you the contract for, they're going to show it for six months. If it does well, mm -hmm. they're open to renewing your contract and they pay you that. But it, it was a thing back in the day, they used to pay royalties for each mm -hmm. advert being showed, but mm -hmm. companies can't afford to do that now. Yeah. So, they just refigured out. Let's give them a one. Let's give them a one-term, one fixed, big lump payment. And yeah. that's it. Okay. Okay. So, is that? Would you say that's more your focus now? Um, definitely that and my baby, which I'm opening up a studio. Mm -hmm. I'm in um, Shoreditch, so that's okay. though, that's a very important um, aspect of my life now. Um, okay. Personal training studio. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that business venture. Should she open, open up next few months? Exciting times. Yeah. Exciting definitely. times. Um, yeah, I'll be down there. You making you making making me into this into a chiseled version of myself. You know? <laughs> um, what is love? An expression of feelings between person in an environment say for example mm. love for the family is telling you you know I'm not happy with what you're doing but telling you in a way where it's blunt but it's not it's, it's offensive but it's not offensive you know what I mean okay. okay love is being open and honest with someone okay regardless of feelings you can be yourself mm-hmm What is, what is commitment? Mm. Saying you can do, saying, showing that you are willing to put time, effort, love into an agreement. Okay. It's almost like standing by your word almost. Definitely. Okay. This is more selfishly for me now. You obviously maybe you ain't trained at the gym or whatever. Yeah. You looking at me, I'm unfit now, right? Three, the three most important things 
for someone like me or me, let's make it just personal, yeah, for yeah. me to do, to um, get on the road to being athletic. Yeah. yeah. Um, strong as well. Yeah, you know? alright. I don't want to be a whippet. I'm trying to bulldog it out. Yeah, yeah. Routine? Mm-hmm. Training's routine. Got to get into that routine, mm-hmm. and once you do it for more than six weeks, it's a habit. Okay. Fact, scientific fact. Mm-hmm. If you do anything for more than six weeks, it's a habit. Okay. So routine, mm-hmm. um, diet, diet is probably spot on. Like, mm-hmm. To make the difference, you could do whatever you want in the gym, but if your mm-hmm. diet ain't on point, your body ain't gonna change. Mm-hmm. And um, before we move on, we were talking about diet. When you say diet, are we talking? Obviously, cutting out, I don't know, sugars and yeah. refined starches or whatever. Yeah. But like, are we, is there a is there a formula that I can use, or is there a calorie number that I'm supposed to be under? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'd say two thousand five hundred normal man for a man, mm-hmm. healthy man. Yeah. Um, normally, how I measure a carb, how much more carbs, how much carbs I should have, mm-hmm. my palm. Okay. If it's bigger than my palm, it's too much carbs. Okay. And protein, double the size of protein. Okay. Protein is protein's the muscle that builds, strips fat, you have more protein, less carbs. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you see a change in your body. Okay. Mm. Okay. What was the first thing? You said routine. Routine. Diet. Diet. Commitment. Okay. Definitely commitment. You're mm-hmm. committed to making your body change. It's mm-hmm. a commitment to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, before I got into it properly, mm-hmm. I'd go to the gym for three months and I'd stop. Yes. But I had these crazy genetics that I can maintain myself. Yeah. But I said, no, I'm going to commit myself. I'm going to commit myself. Sorry, I'll do it for six weeks, sorry. Mm-hmm. Then I'd stop. But I said to myself, no, I've got to get past this barrier mm-hmm. and do it. So I gave myself a six month challenge. I've got to do it for up to six months. When I got to that six months, mm-hmm. started enjoying the feeling. Just enjoying the, the change in my body. And mm-hmm. Stuck up, stuck with it. Okay. Okay. If you take yourself back to the that moment where you held your daughter, your first daughter, your first child for the first time. And if you could go back in time and talk to that version of yourself, what are the three bits of advice you'd give him? Listen to your oldest. You don't know it all. Mm-hmm. Um, focus on your loves. Focus on what you love doing. Okay. And um, invest in property. Three good, good pieces of advice. What message would you give to to your child? Because, like you say, you speak you you and your you and your daughter, for example. You you've got a close relationship. I'm presuming yeah. it's pretty flowy. Like you both kind of share. But like, is there? What would you say if there was no no barrier? There was no kind of um, concern mm. about. how it would be received, mm. um, what, what do you think is the most important thing that your, your, any, your, your children need to hear from you that you maybe haven't had yeah. a chance to say? Um, 
I think the biggest thing would probably my kids would probably be they didn't un- they don't understand me that I'm into the training so much. Okay. Yeah, in the terms that it takes up a lot of time, a lot of commitment for myself into this. Mm-hmm. And I try and instill it in them, but it's a bit different. They're not mm-hmm. really sports orientated and stuff. Yeah. Dad's here, dear, dear, you know. Um, I say the message I say to them is... How would you, how would you, explain, how would you explain that to them? The about... Bit, how, about um, your, how, why training is so in, important? Or why training mm, takes up so yeah. much of your time? I say it's a passion. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's who I am. From being young, it's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gives me that feeling, that, that, that enjoyment, you know, the mm-hmm. endorphins you get from when you train, mm-hmm. that feel good factor. Mm-hmm. Um, despite what maybe family may have said to them in terms of me being overcommitted to what I do, mm-hmm. I always have that love for them as well as training. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think that would probably be it, the training side of things. Okay. Yeah. So do you think do you think there's ever been a time where they've, well, or maybe not just them, but people mm. question um, your your love or your um, care yeah. for them or your where the priorities maybe just so okay. 100%, yeah. So that's something. Has that been like a? a, a something that's a, a common theme yeah definitely throughout like yeah yeah common theme in you don't make time for me I've always said to you my training comes first mm-hmm. and that's not going to change and I always I always let people know mm-hmm. who I was dating and you know I was in long term relationships in mm-hmm. my training always comes first because I've loved this is who I am if you like the aesthetic you have to appreciate to be aesthetic it takes work it takes commitment it takes you know drive mm-hmm. and it says a lot about somebody when they go to the gym mm-hmm. it shows that they're committed it shows that they're, they've got these transferable skills that can be good in a relationship mm-hmm. so they start thinking like actually it makes sense what he's saying yeah so these skills mm-hmm. that I'm showing and putting into my body I can transfer them into you but you just got to give me that time mm-hmm. let me have my time and I'll give you your time mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting that's interesting. I think definitely discipline is something that is yeah. shown when somebody trains and like looks. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. way you look, obviously. Uh, is there anything you would want to ask me? We'll round it out on that. I'm an open book. I thought. Let's yeah. see. Let's see if there's anything. That what you aspects? of fitness would you like to get into? Um, for me personally, when I've had when someone when I've had this conversation before, the best word I can use to describe is is performance. Mm. Like for me, it's not about aesthetics necessarily. Yeah. The reason why I want to train now and commit for the long haul yeah, yeah. is because of performance like if I looked exactly as I look now but I could bust that window and jump out and yeah, yeah, yeah. like do a mad roll and be healthy and pick up this and throw that over there and yeah. I wouldn't care mm. for me it's all about performance yeah, yeah. so um, 
that's why I want to train. Yeah, yeah. I want to, and that's why I want to eat right, and that's why I want to do all these things because I, I've, when I was younger, I still weren't, I was never really cut or nothing like that, yeah, yeah. but I was able to do things. Yeah, yeah. Now, getting a bit older, my ankles, I've mm. broken that ankle a couple of times and yeah, this yeah, wrist yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, like over the years, yeah. now it's just like, gets cold and mm. my ankles start playing up and I need to strengthen mm. the stuff that I can strengthen yeah, yeah, yeah. and be able to perform. So that's really yeah. why I, that's my motivation for, you know, I'm doing my little bit of walking and I'm cutting my calories down yeah, yeah. significantly over the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, I put on so much weight over the, um, yeah, man. Like yeah. even that, I've, I was the only thing that stopped me was like I went on the scales and I realized I was like six pounds under the heaviest I've ever seen on the mm. scales. Okay. And I'd yeah. lost a little bit. Mm. Like obviously when I got married and put in a little work then and I was yeah. training and going to gym before work every yeah. single day and yeah. doing all that and then um, got the skills and I was like like even now I'm over 18 stone now mm. Mm. and like I'm, there's hardly any of that muscle yeah. you know what I'm saying it's like it's a lot it's yeah. just soft isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so gradually um, I've cut down my calories to a mad number um, and it works if I, if I walk and I do my thing so um, yeah that's that's my that's my motive that's my answer to that question when I do the description and all that can I put your socials yeah, can people yeah. contact you yeah definitely people want to talk to you about maybe coming to your studio you being yeah. a you training them definitely. Um, I always say to people man if you want to if you want to see a, a crazy Instagram somebody who's committed and mm. literally trained yeah, like yeah. go on your Insta and see you doing your workouts obviously now it's different because it's, yeah, yeah. it's quarantine and that but as soon as the gyms are open definitely yeah like that's the Instagram to look at if you want to see. Yeah. Um, it always surprises me sometimes, like where I see like you, you do, you don't just do. You look, my, to the untrained eye, you look at you and you think, oh, you're just banging nothing but big heavy. Yeah. Clang, clang, clang all day. Yeah. And yeah, you, you bang them heavy weights, mm. but also I see you doing other weights yeah. and yeah. certain movements and yeah. you know. So um, yeah, I definitely say that it's a definitely a, your socials is definitely one to have a look at, and yeah. I'm presuming when your studio is open definitely, that's yeah. the first place to go to look to see yeah. all that information definitely, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I'll put all that stuff in the description of the video um, awesome. yeah I appreciate that appreciate you for doing this yeah. um, and um, yeah man that was good. So we'll do it again man. love man big up yeah. too much information yeah nice one big up <laughs>